the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hish Mazuz and today I'm joined by Dan Alexander, who's um, very kindly come to our studio in East London. And um, Dan has been in recruitment for five years, uh, most recently gone into a training role, um, which is really interesting. So... Dan, the, fir- the first thing that I wanted to, we were sort of speaking before we went on camera, but um, obviously been in recruitment for five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how how did you end up getting in the, the recruitment world then? Yeah. Sh- share that story. Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> no, great question, Ishim. So um, I guess, you know, looking back at most people in recruitment, they, they kind of fall into it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I did, I was a university graduate. I did a degree nice. in motorcycle design, all okay. things, right? So I wanted to be a designer. <laughs> nice, okay. And um, yeah, after working in an office as a as a grad, um, what did doing, you do? Just I was doing ins- uh, like insurance. Yeah, that's uh, what I did. Yeah. What insurance sales or? Uh, it was like insurance breakdowns for like a recovery. Oh, company. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? So you just handling the calls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought, right, at the time, I was like, well, I don't want to work in an office, right? So yeah, a yeah. design job where you're sitting there and you're just on CAD, like that, yeah. that's, that was dead to me. You wasn't up for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I was called at the time about sales role, right? Okay. And I remember the recruiter, he said, like, yeah, this is this is the situation. I've got this role, company, car, all the rest of it. Nice. And at the time, Sold I said... you the dream. Yeah, he did. That's what recruiters do. <laughs> I turned the dream. Down. I, t- I turned him did down you? the first okay. time, yeah. So it's only due to his persistence they called back and said, look, you need to look at this job. Wow. Right. So, um, yeah, all all good recruiters are, are persistent. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely tick that box. <laughs> I definitely was one of them. But yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, so basically, he called me back and said, right, look, I've got this role in sales. And I was really fortunate to work for a guy that was uh, you know, very, very, very well seasoned recruiter. Mm. Uh, uh, he was a very well seasoned uh, sales, sales manager. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, did that for four years. So yeah. that was, what is it, medical sales, was it? No, that was engineering. Oh, en- right, so engineering sales within engineering? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was, um, I would be going out on the road selling to you know, the engineers. It could be like McLaren, BAE, Rolls-Royce. So uh, what was you selling them? Um, basically, the easiest way for me to explain it is it's mm. like a Meccano kit for uh, for engineers. Okay. Right? So rather than welding, welding things together, yeah. you, you know, you'd go in there, you'd bolt things apart. And yeah. And it would uh, essentially save these guys you know, massive amounts of time oh, and okay. money like, whilst they're actually nice. fabricating things. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So did that for four years? Four years. Um, and then what, what did you do after that? So basically, it was almost like a grad scheme, right? So after okay. four years in sales, it, yeah, we all know that you're a quite a, a hot commodity. Yeah. Um, so I was. Uh, I said, well, what do I want to really do? I love sales. Engineering, it was the, the recession had just mm. hit. So I thought, right, this is not the market I want to be in. Mm. And... I was in contact. That's when I joined my current, or when I got exposed to my current company because okay. they they actually placed me in, in the next role. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it's quite, a, quite nice. an interesting journey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I went and did medical devices for a, for a big blue chip Japanese company. Yeah. Yeah, incredible experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great, great, great products. Very. So it all B two B. Well, this is in hospitals, right? So you're you're, oh, you're really wow. selling to like surgeons, doctors, yeah, 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 yeah. live on patient, like so you can imagine like your, your nans on the operating table. Yeah. Um, well, what happens in real life is that there's reps in the room that are selling to the surgeons and the doctors. What? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, it's your job to kind of pick the time to go. Actually, do you want to stop the procedure and like let me show you my product? And some of these guys can be quite, I don't know, quite cavalier. They go, all right, I use your product. 
and it can be like you know inside the patient, and then all what? all of a sudden, like you like, they'll go turn around and go, right, okay, Dan, how do I use this thing? What? <laughs> yeah, but they're not all like that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite high pressure, you know. And you've got someone on an operating table, and essentially you're giving directions to a surgeon or a doctor, and it's um, you know that that's high pressure selling. That is mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't even know that was. I didn't know that happens. Yeah. So okay. every, everything you when you go into hospital, right? Everything you see. Um, mm. has been sold and manufactured by somebody. Okay. That's the way to think of it. So there's yeah. big, big, big business in healthcare. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, so, um, so you did that for how long? Another couple of years. So okay. six years out on the road selling, you yeah. know, uh, B2B stuff, then, you know, the medical stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, after six years of being out on the road, it, it's a lonely that's, job. Yeah, that's right? tough, right? It's a, do you, did you have, like, a big region as well? So, like... Yeah, whole of the South, basically. Um, so a lot of miles on the clock. Yeah. So it's it's not congruent to a family lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, right? I can so, imagine that. Um, that's when I got talking to a, to a guy. He used to work uh, at our company, okay. uh, and he's a great guy. He, yeah. he was all about recruitment. He just sort of spun off his own thing, okay. a startup recruitment company. Yeah. And I was essentially his first guy on the ground. Nice. Um, so this guy who placed you yeah. reached out to you, knew he was a good guy, a good yeah. candidate. Well, he, Na- we were talking, right, and he goes... So you stayed in touch? Yeah, stayed in touch. Uh, we were talking and said, look, you know, I'm doing this, and we got I'm chatting and stuff, and and yeah, it just kind of started snowballing, and I thought, well, yeah, this is for me. That's a big risk, though, right? Massive. Did you have a family at this point? No, not at that time. Okay, so big because like yeah, that's like a ballsy move, right? Because obviously you haven't done recruitment before. Yep. Obviously you had a relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm. He was he hadn't done this, but obviously he hadn't started his own business before. So you, how old were you at this point? I must have been about what 25. Nice. Yeah. So you just went all in. Yeah, he got a, took a big pay cut. Love that. It's exactly what of, I've done here. Got rid of my company class. car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got to back yourself, right? And the, what what I'd be interested in to know then is like for me, coming here like it, like it, to the, the best way to describe it, it really felt right. That you know that gut instinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. How is that something similar that you like? You know what? This is right. I need to do it. Or was that? You just know, right? You I, just know, yeah. I think. Um, you ever heard of a guy called Grant Cardone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant Cardone. Yeah, right. Right. So, um, yeah. one of the things I remember listening to one of his podcasts, like when I was like a lot younger. Okay. Like, yeah. If you don't get that feeling of like, like shit, I'm nervous. Yeah. Like you're probably not doing the right things. Nice. Yeah. So I thought, right, well, you know, you can stay in your comfort zone, mm. or you can think, right, well, this is uncomfortable. It's probably yeah, what I've got to yeah, do for yeah, growth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Probably similar to yourself. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Couldn't agree more. Class. So you really felt that move would give you that and get you back out you, you just know, you just know right yeah, yeah you know me and uh me and tim is a great guy you know we still got a great relationship mm. um but we got on really well and thought that this is what i want to do and he was at a point where you know he needed good people in the business nice. and you know i wanted to you know to do something different yeah, uh, yeah. you know path to management all the rest of it so nice. i took a risk so he's number two yeah okay um so how long was you there for uh, about three years or so. Three years, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And where are they based? They're in London. Or? Yeah, these guys are in London. Uh, okay. They can't be projectors. You see on my. Uh, yeah, they're they're a good bunch. So, th- so by the time you left, what did it grow to? Uh, we're 15 employees. By the oh, time nice. we left, yeah, we've moved offices three times. That's I had a te- cool. Team of guys grow- uh, you know, working for me, yeah. uh, or, or with me, not for me. Yeah, <laughs> they work for themselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay, cool. That's in- let's break that down a bit then. So, obviously, you had loads of sales experience. Mm-hmm. That's normally that, that I'm sure that as soon as you got in there, there's loads of transferable skills, right. but. Obviously, just working with this one guy, that must have been quite intense, firstly, yeah. just you and him. Um, so those first 12 months then, let, let's talk about that journey. Yeah. How, what went on in those 12 months? Did you find it difficult? What did you learn? I mean, yeah, what what challenges did you face in those 12 I months? I hear this more and more, right? Every time I speak to someone that's just got into recruitment, they yeah. they think, I hate this. Initially? <laughs> Initially. The first yeah, yeah, is like, yeah. 
like what have I done right mm. and you talk about being outside your comfort zone mm. well you're massively outside your comfort zone and <laughs> I think that the, the biggest thing for me right is it's recruitment especially when you first get into it it's, yeah. it's about firsts so the first time you make a placement the first time your candidate rejects nice. you know something you do okay. um, and that and, builds your confidence well, you're saying, but not always because you've got also the first time a candidate rejects your offer okay. the first time you, know, you have bad interview feedback yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. a BD call goes not the way you want it to go uh. right so and everything you do at the beginning of the journey is amplified <laughs> yeah I like that it's, it's true it's, it's so true it's the same thing right it's, I'd say more amplified if you're in the right environment more amplified internally though right yeah not yeah. not by the guys who are with you that's, that's a great that's, point yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay that's really interesting so you experienced that it, yeah it means so much yeah you, you, know, you come from a, a B2B background or you know where you've got a big established territory in recruitment you, you join you know day one mm. no clients no candidates no yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. no pipeline and, and you are really there's nowhere to hide was you on your phones the first week then it's yeah, the first day. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. How did you find that then? Like, what what in the, what sector was you recruiting then? Medical devices. Oh, oh no. Nice. So okay, that's I, cool. Because, that's I, good. because I've been a guy in that industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew the, the story. G- you got a story. Yeah. That's what yeah. really worked for me because I went from an insurance broker to them recruiting the insurance okay. sector. Mm. And it wasn't until I actually started speaking to my boss now, Sean, and did a bit of mentoring with him where I didn't realise how powerful my story was mm. uh, to really sort of... Um, really anchor the I used, I used to be in your shoes I understand it I'll get your world now I'm doing yeah. this da, da, da. Yeah. so did that did you end up sort of moulding that story that I came from medical devices I know you, I understand your world and did that help I that think story you have to leverage what you've got yeah yeah. you have to you know whatever you've got you need to leverage that story in recruitment nice. you know yeah. so it's not the most important thing mm. the most important thing is that you can help the other person on the end of the phone yeah yeah right? definitely but if you've got a bit more of a story around mm. it then yeah, it makes a so how, how did those 12 months materialised then did you end up I don't know how was that was it a successful 12 months yeah or? yeah uh, really? really well um, yeah, it was learning recruitment you know it was growing the company it was you know mentoring guys that came because you know, the company had aggressive growth plans and, and okay. you know, really going places yeah. and you know, when we started you know, day one you know, mm. not, not many clients and, and you know, no, no real you know, no real pipeline was the guy did he have covenants that guy, the guy that you joined. Um, so did he have? Did, could he not contact his previous clients? Or? Uh, yeah, I think there was some of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he pretty much had to start from scratch. By the well. time I sort of joined him, uh, it, yeah, he'd been through yeah some of that. All oh, so, right, yeah, okay. So it kind of came in fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what would you say was like the biggest challenge in those first twelve months then for you? Come from no recruitment um, experience, would you say? Biggest challenge when you first start, I think, is is the mindset, right? It's the okay. resilience, it's the head, yeah. Because it, it's there are dark days in recruitment. Oh, right? yeah. we we both know that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. There's some dark <laughs> yeah, days. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. No, there's some dark days, man. Right? And it, it can be cutthroat, right? Yeah. So, um, it was it was great, but I remember feeling massively insecure. Okay. Massively insecure because uh, you know I didn't have a pipeline or didn't have a you know yeah. billions and didn't have something to fall back on, and you think well. Was it perm placement? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but then the first placement comes, you think, yeah, okay, I got this. Mm. And then when did you make your first placement? How long uh, did it take? Eight weeks. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I yeah. think I did mine three months. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. It was a company record for a long time, but I think they were, uh, someone smashed that. <laughs> really? Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very much, yeah, the mindset and, and building that resilience, yeah. building the, oh, hang on a minute. Well, I think for me, I, I couldn't agree more. I think... Early on, when I had those setbacks that you do um, mm. in recruitment, it, I used to let it get to me a bit too much. Mm. Um, and I think that's where mindset can be really powerful. Um, and I think that what what I really learned to do is um, if you know deep down that you've done everything that you could have control over, yeah. 
then you you've done as much as you can but yeah. the stuff that you don't have control over mm. them all of a sudden saying you know what I'm not interested or this is happening in my family or just all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah, or yeah. whatever you can't control that there's, there's no point in focusing on that what you what what the thing is that when those sorts of things happen a question that I was used to, or I ended up asking myself which I've found to be a really good question is what could I have done better mm what could I have done better to maybe prevent that or did I do everything that I could have I mean the, the key thing that I noticed there right is the accountability piece yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what can I do that, that makes a difference yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, you know I think the, the biggest the biggest thing that you see in guys that aren't successful in this line of work or sometimes in life in general right is, yeah, 100%. is they're not accountable for everything they do definitely well if you want to if you want to um, learn this recently um, from a, a recruitment network event we went to there was a guy there speaking and he wrote this book called Black Box Thinking and um, one of the things that me and Sean were talking about earlier but if you want to blame someone you'll always be 100% successful yeah <laughs> do, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. <laughs> so like, like you could sit there and go fucking shit candidate done this da, 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 therefore you're always, you're always going to be successful at doing mm-hmm. that but as you said it's having the, the mindset and the shift of well hang on a minute what could I have done better or yeah. did I ask all the right questions and all that and that's where you can really grow and that's where you're going to increase your, your success mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so 12 months um, so how many did any more people join in those 12 months or yeah I think we had like maybe 4 or 5 maybe 6 people in after the you yeah, nice. so it was aggressive growth plans. And, you know, mm. Not everyone makes it. Yeah. Um, and again, that was one of the first things because you, know, you get close to the people you work around you, right? And Especially when it's that size. Yeah, and not everyone makes it in recruitment. You know, mm. it's, it's not right for everybody. Mm. So the first time I saw a guy where he's like, look, we love you to pieces, but we've got to let you go. Like, you know, he wasn't really, right. It rocks the company. It rocks your... It's like, shit, you know, if that mm. can happen to him, maybe it can happen to me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you can't think like that. So did that happen quite a few times or... In the early days, you know, it's a learning experience, right? What works and what doesn't, and yeah, of course. it's you know we. I think when you're hiring people, you you, you need to figure out you know what it is you're you're looking for, 100%. what works for you. Mm. It's, it's key. So yeah, you know, and especially like a business of where they are in their timeline, that that obviously sometimes no, that can be difficult, can't it, to yeah. really figure that out absolutely straight away. Okay, so to, so what? So then it just slowly built did you then did you then just stay a consultant or did you progress so I, into a manager I, yeah or? I stayed a consultant um, we, it was a 360 model right okay. so um, and then I started mentoring guys and after a year and a bit like you know the business started getting so good I had too much business like look I can grow teams here nice um, so rather than go right okay I'm going to you know bring a recruiter in and, and, and say right okay well you know you've got a builder and desk I said right here's a desk here's a red hot desk bang you're going to have my clients I'm still going to service them if you don't um, but Right, so I, I basically gave you know a, a business away and said, right, I'm going to start something new again. Nice, and that's how I was successful. Like you know, because really giving these guys a step up when they first join, you're helping them ramp up, ramp up quicker than they would have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and that's when yeah, what that's, made you? That's interesting. Why? Why did you choose that? Why did you choose to do that? Do you know what? A lot of people wouldn't do that. I think that is the the mindset. This is the difference between a principal consultant, like someone that should just be a biller. Okay. And someone that wants to grow a team and wants to grow the company. Yeah. My mindset was always grow the company, grow the company, and if okay. I if I help do that, then I'll be I'll be you know, I'll be good More anyway. More valuable. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's interesting. What, but what? So why 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 that mindset though? Like what what? Where did that come from? Growth, you know, yeah. growth from a personal aspect. Nice. You know, um, I knew that my team would have a higher success chance, success rate if they you know if they had 
more established companies yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah. them, yeah, more more um, more things to fall back on. Mm. Um, I knew that if they were successful, that means I was successful too, and I wanted to grow out a team, you know. Nice. Um, so I saw that as right. Well, might be a little bit of a you know investment on my part to begin with, but that should pay back dividends. Yeah. You know, I think when you make management about yourself. That's when you're losing. Yeah, 100%. it's not about you. Hundred percent. That's class. Absolutely love that. So then, when you and then when you went into a new space, and was you just on the phone then, start building a new yeah. desk? Or? Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so it'd be you know sometimes there'd be um, there was crossover in some of the things we're doing. So look, you know we're doing a lot of work in in this type of industry or with this you know with this sector, and this is the value we can add, and this is what we do. Mm. Um, and I think if you're Especially when you're when you're busy developing, if you can add value straight away on the phone, right? If, mm. if the guy and it comes down to the very first few words you say, okay, because when the phone rings, in my opinion, the the unconscious pattern going off in the mind is like, who is this person? What do they want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can they help me? How quickly can I get them off the phone? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So if you're not adding massive value from the from the outset, like that's it, you're, the, the the call's dead. Let's break that down then. Okay. How, so how no I think that's really valuable and I, I agree but I think that's really hard to execute yeah, sometimes yeah. right and really understand what, what what value do I have straight away so what what things do you tell your guys at the moment about that then what? engage right okay. so one of the first things I learned in sales was from Dale Carnegie right uh, yeah, yeah yeah how to win friends and influence people was yeah um, great book a person's name is the most or sweetest in any language yeah right and even as a, you know, I've got a one year old baby and like mm. the first word she's learning is her name Nice. So it's, it, when you say that word, you know, people's attention, they focus towards you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. use people's name frequently, okay. right? And, and that, will, that will hold their attention. Yeah. And then they're going to want to know that you're confident in what you're doing. You believe in what you're doing as well. So, does, you, that, so does that come, do you think that comes across, obviously with your words, but with the, like tone's a big thing. Tone, right? on, on the phone, tone's all you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The words, they, yeah, there's the old cliche, right? You know, the, the words are like 5% and, and tone yeah, is the rest. Yeah. But uh, it's so true. Mm. And when you break down to tone, what is it? It's the pace, it's the pitch. Mm. You know, if you want to hold suspense, time your words and, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. the rest of it. So I, it, I used to be that guy. I was just, <laughs> gonna, I was, just was like, yeah, yeah, so my name is Hisham and um, yeah, I'm calling, da, 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 just trying to get, that's what I was, how I started. I yeah, was speaking yeah. way too quick and I just, you know, it's like the first few BD calls, you're like, right, I just need to do it. Um, but yeah, that, then what you just said something that I, I really learned yeah. um, a lot so adding value then so use their name mm-hmm. what else do you sort of speak to so, people about yeah so ton- tonal patterns I think you've got to you've got to really kind of be able to establish yourself as a as a you know an expert right there and there on the phone okay. um, right so if you if you go in there and you can you can offer immediate value to these guys say look you know I know you're looking for this right not even are you recruiting what jobs have you got so, look, I know you guys are looking you were looking I've got X Right, we know we can we can offer massive value to you here. Mm. This guy is available. You know, so okay. putting you know, putting products in inbox. Yeah. It could be something you know, a little bit more disruptive, right? So it could be I know you guys are, are using somebody else, um, but this is the reason why people come to us. Okay. Right? So nice. it, it, it's I think you've got to be prepared to be quite disruptive in terms of business development because yeah. the status quo is not good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're already using somebody else or a cruiser. Okay, so. Um Correct if I'm wrong, then, but I think that that so I think that approach would be a bit more difficult if obviously if you didn't have a product, that product being a candidate, right? So yeah. obviously, from experience, BD and when I have a candidate who's just working with me, who I've met, understand, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know, and obviously you're an expert, you know your market, you yeah. know that they're valuable in that market. 
that's when you have a lot more success and that's when you can add value straight yeah, away, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Obviously, when you're just calling because you want to try and build relationships, track, that, that's tra- a bit more difficult. Track record is your value there. Yeah. It's yeah. like, right, okay, well, this is a situation. Um, the so most, you'd allude to your track record? Well, the mo- Yeah, absolutely. The most okay. valuable thing for any company is their time, right? So 100%. Take, take someone, take, say, for instance, like, um, take a sales vacancy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, these guys might have a target of, of say I don't know a million a million pounds a year. Yeah. So you break that down. You say right. Well, you know if if that person has a target of, of a million pounds in a year, then break that down into two hundred and fifty working days. Every day is worth four thousand pounds to you. Yeah. So every day you have your position open, it's costing you this nice. much money, right? Like that. So if our competition, you know, they've taken thirty days to fill a vacancy. Well, you do the maths. Right, that's yeah. how much is costing your company to have this position open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. position it with the the, the price value you, you or can that. Dollarize it, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you can um, you monetize it. You can. There, like there are that. so many different ways you can have value in, in business development. Yeah. yeah. No, I like, I like that. Okay, really like that. That's that's really cool. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. So then your your story then. So obviously went into build this new team. Did yep. you then get people under you again or? Yeah, so we started growing it out. Uh, the company started to yeah, do really, really, really well. Okay. Uh, we we moved offices uh, three, four times. Yeah. Um, and yeah, new teams spun out. And, and what happened is the role evolved. So I was always a biller. Right? Yeah. You always have to be, I think, an individual contributor. Okay. Um, so then I was doing the training and uh, you know recruitment for our team as well. Uh, I was devising doing executive search. So was you getting unexperienced people? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. As in, like, just not recruiting experience. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. Just sales experience, stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. you were doing the that, training. That was the model, right? So yeah. it's helping these guys um, you know, get from zero to one, if mm. you want. So you're sort of try, train, training career started there then? Yeah, doing all that yeah, training. absolutely. I mean, okay. even from day one, the first time we got somebody in, even as a, not a manager, I was always helping guys. Okay. Right? Even at my previous company, you know, I was, like, the most senior guy in and that what, team. And did that just come natural to you then, what you're talking about? That mindset of growing the company, you sort of, if I help these, and then we can grow the company? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so you did that, and then so then did you say so then you got into more of a training role in this business, and then more senior exec. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so within that within that role, um, yes, I was always a biller, team manager, yeah. and yeah, doing the training. And my guys tended to be, uh, it tended to be the guys that went and did did fairly well. And then the guys that were on the other side of the business, that's where you know, there was more attrition in that side. Okay. So I knew I had something right in terms of how to help these guys. Um, so really, it's getting growing, and growing, and growing, and doing really well. And you're really often in life, right? It's the things that you don't expect to happen that really make the biggest difference, <laughs> yeah. right? So we, we had our little girl come along, right? Completely out of the blue, okay. like, biggest blessing ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just instantly, the next day, the first guy I told was was my boss. I said, "Look, um, I'm gonna have a baby in nine months, yeah. right?" And and for me, that that lifestyle wasn't congruent to what I wanted personally. You okay. Know? putting in a lot of hours in recruitment as you, as you know you have to and, yeah. and the, it was the commute on either side as well you know traveling to, to north london from where i live in in surrey it was a uh, it was how long was it taking you about an hour and a half a day sometimes two hours <sighs> yeah fucking hell uh, that was each way <laughs> really each way <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah so I, I just kind of thought but obviously I'm, clearly to do that like you loved your job though loved it yeah, yeah. loved the company yeah. still do like love the people that work there great relationship nice. And Obviously, that that now now again coming back to time is your biggest asset. Yeah, you got you got a little one on the way. You you then value your time even more, right? With yeah, that with that. And child. how how can I you know how can I help people? If I can help every recruiter in a company that has say fifty people, bill ten k more each. That's yeah, you know, that's direct 
you know, yeah, a value of, of, of half a million to, to yeah, the company, yeah, yeah. right? So that's how I see myself helping people in, in the future in terms of right getting great people into our into our company now. And unfortunate that you know that business will span out of the business where I am now, which is mm. so I've got the playbook right, and it's mm. it's like um, a much more established version of what I had before. Nice. So it's like fast forward 10 years and, and you know, this is kind of, uh, you know, this is kind of what the business yeah. is. If that makes so how sense. long have you been where you are now? Uh, just about a year now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then, so you went from, so you, so do you build now? Uh, no, I'm, I'm say 90% like responsible okay, for cool. the development of people. But before you went there, you were still billing and yeah. training. Yeah. So what's your perspective on like managers then? Cause I think that that's a big thing in recruitment. It's like, Spoke about to the last person I was on there. I think it's such a there's so much to talk about because it's just like obviously there's recruiters who are great billers mm. and obviously maybe that's their path just to continue doing that or it's just like they get to that point and they're like what 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 more is there like is and the only path really is manager or get to some sort yeah. of director level to do do the best managers stay billing or I don't know what, what's your, what's your I view think on that because you, you said you always stayed billing yeah I think you know you've got to have um, a different mindset for this right and take Alex Ferguson for an example right yeah. he wasn't always he wasn't the best he was a good striker or was he a striker I'm not sure I think he was <laughs> I think he was a striker okay we'll go with striker right yeah, <laughs> footballer right so he was yeah. a great footballer but he wasn't he's an exceptional manager in the way mm. he was because it's a different skill set completely and you take someone that's an, an amazing you know, amazing biller, and they don't always make good managers. Sure, because it, it's a different mindset. Mm. You know, you, it needs to be about you no, know, not about you. It's yeah, about it's that the mindset you're talking about. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So how? So is that something that people can learn, or is it something that comes natural to them? What's what? What's the deal? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your opinion? Um, on that, then? Can people learn? Um, I think, yeah, I think it is a learnt skill. Okay. I think I think everything in life can be learnt and okay. unlearnt. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and so really, you've got to kind of think. Well, has this person got the the presence to, to teach in mm. terms of what they what they've been doing? Do they know their their market? Do they know what they're mm. doing? Have they got the respect of other people? Have they been successful? Yeah, because you've got to be congruent. You can't say right, okay, we'll pick up the call and do a hundred dollars, and you're not doing, and that you're not doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've, you've got to be congruent. With no, it. a lot a lot. We said, I think for me, it's from speaking to people. I think I love what you said. It can be taught. Mm. I, I, I'd like to think that but I think probably more importantly is what does that person want mm. because if they, do, if they don't want to impact others if they don't want to have that mindset we were talking about of wanting to grow the company that it is about them and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but I think a lot of that comes down to what motivates them and if, it, if that doesn't motivate them seeing other people around them being successful due to them training them learning them te- sort of growing then obviously it isn't for you is it but mm. if you're if you're if you like the idea of that and you're thinking maybe i'm not the right person or don't know if i could do that then that's i think well hang on a minute you you can learn it mm. do, do you know what i mean so absolutely yeah um cool okay so in a training role now for 12 months so all you do now with 90 percent is training yeah. consultants yeah yeah okay okay cool so question then what have you seen over your time then the sort of biggest the most common sort of the most common thing that you see in consultants um which hold them back hold, hold them back them them to sort of fill their potential yeah what, um, what's the most common thing it might be one or two things but what's the most common thing that you see see uh, there are a few different things that okay. a few different answers to that but the most the most common thing is the attitude right it's the, okay. it's the brain piece the mindset yeah 
Um, so you've got, let's use an example, right? You've got two two billers come in every day. Yeah, they both come in at seven and leave at seven. They're both hardworking guys, right? Yeah. Um, and one guy is, is billing 150K yeah. and the other guy, well, in terms of on their P60s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other guy's you know, taking home 50K a year. What's the difference? Because they're both doing the work, mm. right? So that for me is 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 the difference. Is It's not, when you come in, the only difference between those two people is their mindset, yeah. what they say and what they do. Okay. So if you're, if your patterns of behavior aren't actually you know, aren't beneficial to you, you need to look at them, break them down. That's what I do, right? That's, okay. I'll go in and I'll look at, because the recruitment content, there's some great recruitment leaders around that are doing mm. you know, some great stuff that's been around for far longer than I've been in the industry, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's great and a lot of it comes from sales training and whatnot, but where I add value to people is where I, where I come in and I go, right, okay, well, we've got all the recruitment content, that's great, and we'll fall back on that. Yeah. But, What's holding you back? Like, what what is it that you're doing differently to that person? Why is that person outbilling you three times more than than you are? Mm. And that's the bit, the difference that makes the difference that that interests me. And I've had some of my biggest wins with you know really seasoned recruiters that've been yeah. doing it for longer than I have. Yeah, you know because okay, yeah, they might be better recruiters than I am, but even Tiger Woods is a coach, right? And that's yeah. the skill in a, in a trainer is when you go in and you're you're able to ask the right question to get sure. that person like thinking and and switched on. Yeah. And that's so what so it's do. the mindset thing that absolutely it's like ninety percent of, of of what we do. Okay, that's interesting then. Well, let, let's break that down a bit then, because I'll, I'll be interested because I've got some perspectives on that. Then, what what are the key things that I know? It's obviously it's relevant to each person mm-hmm. really specifically, but I'm sure there's some general things or sort of general problems people have with their mindset. What, what's the sort of common thing that you say? Well, hang on a minute, you're doing this. Have you thought about approaching yeah. it in this way? What, what sort of things? So now, we're, now we're talking about change, right? So yeah. when someone needs to change, they've got to want to change firstly. Right? So you've got to be coachable. Yeah. Right? If a guy's not coachable, then, you know, I mean, even Ronaldo and Messi, they'll go out there and they'll still do training and coaching okay. with their coaches, right? So the first thing, and I couldn't agree more, is have humility, right? Absolutely. That's the first yeah. thing. Obviously, big bollocks, billing three hundred k, whatever. Still have humility. Mm. You, you can learn. So that that's the first thing, right? Yeah. You have to be coachable and you have to want to learn. Yeah, be open minded. Then you've got to you've got to have a hard working attitude. Okay, right? you have to be a hard worker. There's no substitute for it in business, and, and repetition is the mother of success yeah, in recruitment. Yeah. Right, so these, you have to just be able to do do the process and do it well yeah. and repeat and just improve and think right okay what could I have done better on that call what could yeah. I, you know, who else is getting better results than I can that I am that I can learn from yeah 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 so that's it's all about mindset <laughs> it's like so important yeah yeah, yeah. no no I, honestly I, I couldn't agree more I think um, okay something then that I've spoken i only spoken about once or twice but it's something that I definitely believe in. What do you do? You equip any of these guys with tactics to deal with the ups and downs, then, because that that's a big thing, right? That can because you could. For me, I'm sure you can maybe tell me more, but uh, obviously, do a lot of these consultants that you've trained or deal with tend to dwell on the the bat the bat the dwell on the setbacks and stuff like that. Does yeah. that hold people back? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you got you got. There are two things we can we can talk about right now, and, yeah. and that's the past and, and the future, right? So yeah. they'll either worry about what's happened in the past, yeah. or worry about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And yeah, that's like uh, depression is like what, what happened in the past, yeah. and anxiety is the future. It's yeah, like, 100%. Well, the only moment we've got is right now, yeah. right? So um, what are you worrying about? And a lot yeah. of these guys they'll procrastinate, right? And you know, junior junior guys come in. And they go oh, like, right, I'm just going to check this guy's LinkedIn. I'm just going to check, you know, our CRM system. I'm just gonna, I was going to make a coffee. And, yeah, <laughs> right? and it's like, right, okay, I'm just going to call this guy now. And he doesn't pick up, right? So you've just lost. And time's the most important thing you've got. You've just yeah. lost half an hour. 
and you could just call the next guy, right? And worry about it when it happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you worry about every single outcome, it, it's going to be a rough ride for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. No, mate, that's what you said. Like, that is completely, I, I agree, couldn't agree more. Not, I've only learned that over the last sort of three or four years or stuff, what I've been reading and stuff. And some of the books that you've quoted resonate with me. I've read them. So mm-hmm. what you're talking about makes complete sense. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, do you have you sp- spoken to anyone about like meditating or anything then? Because that, that's exactly pretty much what what you just said. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think you know it's there's loads of different things and different that gurus that have got different like different yeah, strategies yeah, yeah. and and ultimately I think you know you need some sort of a routine. You need some sort of right. Okay, before I make a call, I'm going to do this. And yeah. uh, one thing I will try and do with junior consultants, yeah. right, guys that have never done it, is is almost disconnect the hand from the brain. Okay. Right, so let them have let it have its own brain. So if your job is to dial, just just let it do its thing. Yeah. yeah. And then you know you're kind of like oh sh- oh shit like <laughs> what's going on here? But yeah. that disconnect is really important in terms of productivity and, out- and output in in recruitment. And the more and also going back to like what we said in terms of being outside your comfort zone. Yeah. The more you're bricking it on a call, the more important that call probably is. Yeah, so you should yeah, just yeah, make yeah. that call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, no, because for me, like. I remember when I started um, BDing clients, like I was shit my pants, yeah. like hundred <laughs> percent. I was shit, I was shit my pants because you know how it is, the, how the brain works. It's like, oh, like he's gonna hang up on me, or like he's, I don't know. But the thing is, what I really got my head around I was like, the thing is, once I got in the when when I spoke to someone, I was fine. Mm. It's just the anticipation and like as you're saying, the anxious, the being anxious about the future, yeah, yeah, yeah. and preempting what's gonna happen, but. Um, I think that, as you said, yeah, the more you do that, the more com- the confident you come. But and then it's like, take a step back and go, hang on a minute. The worst thing that could happen is they put the phone down. Mm. What What does that mean? Like, that's okay. <laughs> Again, like you know, I, I used to say this, I had a candidate that was really. Uh, like she was really nervous for an interview like right I mean like you know shaking nervous okay. and I said right okay how, I've almost got to coach her through this so I said right yeah. okay called her in the car put said, damn I'm so nervous I'm absolutely you know I'm I'm, I'm bricking it yeah. right so she said right okay look what I want you to do is, is, is do this yeah. I said look imagine you're looking at Google Maps right and you're zoomed in right where you are right now yeah. okay zoom out a little bit and look at your car park you're, you're a smaller dot and zoom out again and you, you've got like the whole of the yeah. whole of London right zoom out again and you've got like, the whole of the UK and you're still this tiny little dot okay? yeah. zoom out again and you've got the world right and yeah. you're this tiny little dot on a planet of six like seven billion people yeah. and humans have been around for like a second like a nanosecond in the history of time yeah, yeah. and realistically like not much you say or do is really going to impact the world <laughs> that much you know unless you're nelson yeah, mandela yeah, yeah. or someone yeah. like that you know yeah. so it's very difficult to really rock the world so zoom right back into your current moment back now again how can what you do be so important in the whole history of time that it's, it's causing you to feel like this? Yeah. Just take it one step at a time and just go and smash it. Perspective. <laughs> Perspective. Mate, I love, I love that. That's class. Perspective. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Um, okay, cool. So things are just going through my head now. Um, mm. And then I'll, I'll ask you um, um, two or three more questions and we'll wrap up. But sure. basically... So what I want to ask you, just thinking of sort of the audience and what, what could be a value, I know you sort of touched on a few things, but sort of let, let's sort of wrap up then. Um, if I'm a, a new consultant, mm. um, new to recruitment in the first couple of months, first 12 months, what, what, what advice would you give to those then, th- those, those people to, to help them be more successful or, um, yeah, what, what advice would you give to those people? One of the biggest, the biggest bits of advice that I can give anybody in sales, not just in recruitment, okay, sales, sales yeah. in general, right, is, um, is about your questioning, right? So you'll see a lot of guys and they'll go, oh, you know, uh, you know are you, do you, and they'll ask really close questions. And mm. It's one of the first things you learn in sales, the importance of open questions. Yeah, definitely. You know, and really just cutting yourself off. And so you ask, Exactly, yeah. right. 
So ask him one question, shut up. cutting it up, shut up, yeah. right, and just listen. I used to be bad at that. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of the most important. I was, we used to have a stick that I was hit with. Right? <laughs> like, genuinely. Right? <laughs> really? That's yeah, fast. Yeah. So, and you'd, so you'd, like, ask, what, it was like, you'd be like, do you? And you'd, you'd flinch because you think like <laughs> your manager's going to miss. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one of the, the most important things. Yeah. yeah use a person's solid. name frequently in conversation, Hishim. And, you know, and the third thing is just, is just literally pick up the phone. And, and, and disconnect and, and, and just really just just throw yourself into it yeah okay I love that so yeah I, I, I was really bad at that I'd ask a question and I'd answer it for mm. them so yeah ask a question shut up yeah get get out there just make more phone calls as you said the repetition is a mother's skill yeah. all that sort of stuff okay then let's flip that then what about someone who's consistent biller um, and is just consistently billing 100, 150k, 200k, whatever, mm. but is struggling to break through to the the next level. What what what, what advice would you you give to those people to try and it's make unique, that step right? Up? What's holding you back? Okay, right. What, ask what, yourself that. Ask yourself that. Ask other people that. What's holding me back? And, mm. and get different like perspectives on yeah. on that thing. And then you've got to understand like you know what do you believe. I think the output is important in recruitment. You yeah. have to be, you have to have a, a good volume on the phone. And yeah. people, people will come back and they'll say, "Look, well, it's about quality calls, Dan, not quantity." And yeah. I completely agree with you, right? But what if you have a quantity of quality calls? You'll be even more successful, okay. right? And it's about you know just really output is super important. Yeah, yeah. Um, on uh, getting on the phone. Uh, it's it's an old school mentality, and in today's in today's modern society as well, it's it's about omni-channel as well. You know, it's, it's not always going to work that approach. So sometimes you've got to go through LinkedIn. You've got to build a you know a personal brand. I know you're big on that, yeah, machine, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, that's so that's good advice. So be open to other avenues of connecting with your audience. There's not one way you know to get from A to B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's many different. So again, ways. humility, right? Because yeah. it's very easy to it's so easy to get to that point and go, yeah, I know to, I know how to make. I know to be successful. I know to yeah. get these billions, etc. So be yeah, normally it's I a like sim- that. normally it's a simple things though, and normally it might be one or two things. And I think recruitment is a couple of different ex- examples I can give you. Right, so you can have an elite biller and an average biller, right, and they've got the same number of job roles in front, and they've got the same candidates you know, at, mm. at their disposal. And sometimes it comes down to priorities. So you take a chef, right? You've got a Michelin star chef and an average chef. They've got the same ingredients. You'll get better results based on how they did it, what they did when they did certain things mm. than the other guy. Yeah, right? So yeah, yeah. it's not always about what you do. It's also about when you do it when as well. It, what yeah, role you prioritize. work when you speak to that candidate. Yeah, yeah. So it's, no, no, mate, great point. I think something I've learned just through doing this podcast and speaking to people, and I know I implemented it, was mm. the best recruiters value their time. Yeah, the, they value their time so they prioritise jobs that they know they can feel they prioritise jobs that they know they have relationships with the client mm. and they prioritise candidates that they know they have that relationship with that are maybe just working with them exclusively and again as you said it's not um, if you have two people with the, with the same with the same stuff it's what what is that person going to prioritise and that can really make the difference mm. from the mm. elite biller to, to mm. an average biller um, okay cool so um yeah, before um, I ask the the, que- the question that I ask everyone on on the show, what what's going on in your world then? So you're now in this business for a year. CD um, recruitment, so yeah. Um, so who's that? Sorry, CD recruitment, okay. yeah. So I guess the the, the best way uh, I can explain you know what we do is. Well, are you sorry? Just quickly, yeah. Are you 
Are you the only person doing what you do in that business? Was that yeah. was it a brand new position? Yeah, it's great for me. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, because so was that after they met you? They were like, well, we because I've had this. a unique journey, right? So yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. company spun out the company. Like you know, I've got the playbook. I know, I know the, the set of rules. I learned. Yeah. I'm basically bred from that business. They placed me as a candidate as well. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm, it's it's quite a unique journey. Love that. Um, so CD recruitment. Yeah. What's going on? So essentially, like this is this is the way that you know when I'm when I'm talking about a company and what we do, uh, I'll I'll use metaphors. So okay, nice. Um, if you think about like recruitment as a game, right? So yeah. recruitment, say like you know football, right? So you've got all the different leagues in in recruitment. They're like the different divisions yeah. in football. Now, from my experience, there's a reason why people gravitate towards tech recruitment is because it's kind of seen as the the Premier League in terms yeah. of in terms of what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you got to think, right? Okay, well, I want to do, you know, I want to play football in the Premier League. I want to do recruitment in tech. You then got to think about well, who are you who are you playing for? Because you're yeah, going to have yeah, a different yeah, yeah. experience playing for a Palace or a, a Charlton than you are playing for a Man U, Chelsea, or a, or a you know a Man City, yeah. right? And in our marketplace, like pre-IPO, you're heavily VC-backed companies. Our trophy cabinet is full, okay. and you know we are the Real Madrid of our niche within recruitment. Nice, and that's kind of where we can add more value than anybody else in terms of you know, our track record. And it's it, there's one more metaphor that I use with you right now, is that in recruitment, you know. Everyone's you know, essentially the same. Yeah. Right? It's a people-based business. Yeah. Um, so you think about, well, you've got two different restaurants. One's a Michelin-style restaurant, right? Yeah. And they use the finest ingredients and the finest food and the finest bone china and the finest service. You've got another restaurant down the road, McDonald's, and they're knocking out bur- burgers for a fiver, right? <laughs> well, what's the difference? Because they both kind of do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really about the chef. Yeah, right? yeah. The chef is what's the difference. And, like, and you know, in our company, like we've got great chefs, like, <laughs> the best chefs on the planet. Class. <laughs> I love that, mate. So, what are you guys growing at the moment, recruiting? Sixty percent year on year. Like nice. we've got. Where are you based? Uh, we're based in Epsom. Okay. Yeah, cool. we've got an office in Manchester. We are flying out seasoned recruiters into to New York. Nice. Uh, you know, our journey. Uh, we we backed a guy that said look I want something different I want to go to the states and we said right okay great we're going to back you nice. I built out a that. team out there and you know San Francisco is on the cars too soon it's a very so, entrepreneurial yeah it's like um, you know you've got the Rees and the Adecos and the, the big you know corporate cruise ships of the world yeah um, and then you've got like um, your, your one man bands your startups your speed boats which is what kind of I was part of yeah, yeah. we're like the luxury yacht in the middle right nice. and you know, we're still able to steer the direction of where yeah, we're going yeah. so it's a great place to, to be so right you're enjoying now. it yeah loving it mate loving that class yeah. I think I think I think your journey is definitely unique I yeah. think that's, that's a great way to pull it I think you've <laughs> to you've clearly got loads of value mate I, I'd, I've loved what you've had to say um, I think um, people f- who are experienced and also early on can, can learn a lot from you and you're clearly adding value in terms of the re- as a trainer mate I think mm. that's class mm. um, so before we wrap up then what I do want to ask you like I ask everyone yep. is so if you could communicate to every single recruiter um, and they'd listen to you they'd implement what you said tomorrow or it can be a sentence whatever it, it can be whatever but what, what would you say to communicate to these people add value man that that is the most important thing make sure you're adding value you're listening to what that person wants but also you've you've got to be prepared to be a little bit disruptive okay and you've got to be able to to be a challenger as well because sometimes you might have the right thing for the right person at the right time and they can, just can't see it right mm-hmm. so you've got to be prepared to be a little bit disruptive but you've also got to be quite i guess um you know, emotionally intelligent enough to know when you know you're 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 not being persistent, you're being a pain in the ass, mm. and there's a fine line for that. Love it, mate. Dan, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, mate. No worries, absolute mate. pleasure. No worries. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Cheers.